So for me, meal prep is not about get, spending five hours in the kitchen and prepping everything for the week. For me, my system is to create a meal plan routine that works for you, a prep and a plan that works for you, not create more work, and to take the help where you need it most. So you're only in the kitchen at most two hours on the weekend, cooking anywhere from four to six recipe components or meals that are going to help you later during the week. So that Are you ready to upgrade your health to a new level and do so by learning from experts in the field of lifestyle medicine and plant-based nutrition? Well, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Plant-Based DFW Podcast Weekly Show. We are your hosts, Dr. Rizwan Bukhari and Maya Acosta. We are the founders of the Plant-Based DFW organization designed to teach and empower people about the benefits of lifestyle medicine. Every week, we will feature guests who are either physicians, dietitians, health coaches, or chefs who will tell us about their journeys towards becoming plant-based and how they have helped others. Remember to tell your podcasting friends that this show is available to listen to for free in any app that supports podcasts. And as you dive into the episodes, never forget... The more you implement these healthy lifestyle changes, the more you will upgrade your health. Thank you for being part of the community. Before I introduce today's guest, I'd like to remind you that the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine's nutrition class picks up again this Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. This class is titled Fight COVID-19 with Nutrition, and it includes physicians along with a variety of other guests. This class is titled Fight COVID-19 with Nutrition, and it includes physicians and a variety of guests that will teach you how to get started on a plant-based diet and how to stick with it. Simply go to pcrm.org forward slash nutrition class and tell them that you heard about the class on the plant-based DFW podcast show. Dr. Riz and I will be guests uh, for that class on February 16th, so make sure that you're signed up and registered so that you will receive the Zoom link. Make sure that you go in there and you chat and you say hello to us. Also, on Saturday, February 13th, Dr. Riz will be a guest for the Green and Fit Frisco Pod. That's a local plant pure community pod where he will speak on cardiovascular disease and also how COVID has affected health conditions that people already had, you know, pre-existing conditions and the things that he's seen in patients that have now developed COVID. I will provide a link for that Facebook Live as well. And finally, please send Dr. Riz birthday wishes for January 31st. That's when he has a birthday. So in the previous podcast, I mentioned that I've been uh, decluttering and organizing our space and I just finished decluttering the kitchen. Last year, I cooked so much like many of you and I wrote down in my calendar every meal that I was cooking just to see what some of my favorite dishes are, what my patterns look like. So this year I organized all the ingredients for my staple meals that includes the legumes, the grains and of course some canned tomatoes and all my spices and I really set myself up so that I can have a lot of fun in the kitchen this year which leads me to today's guest. Stephanie Dreyer, she has been a guest on our show before. She was on episode 57, so if you'd like to return and hear her full story, you can do that. Revisit episode 57 with Stephanie Dreyer. She is a plant-based lifestyle expert, a mom of three, the author of two children's books and working on a third. 
an influencer and has been featured on Veg News and World of Vegan. She is also the creator of the Batch Cooking Club. Stephanie is on a mission to get more families to eat healthier and to get them back into the kitchen. And she wants every child in the world to have access to an abundance of fresh fruits and vegetables daily and to enjoy eating them. In this episode, we dive deeper into the importance of batch cooking and the effective system that Stephanie has developed. We're not talking about cooking one large meal for the week and then portion it off for five days. And we're not even talking about cooking all of your meals, the, all the complete meals in one day for five days of the week or so. She has a unique approach that allows you to prep for the week while only spending two or three hours on a Saturday. One of the reasons many people happen to give up on any diet really is because of the lack of preparation and planning. So make sure that you click the link in the show notes to learn more about how you can join the Batch Cooking Club and join it with me. Be part of it so that you can be successful this year. She talks in this episode about how she plans on doing other things like going live and things like that. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. Welcome back, Stephanie. Hi, Maya. Thanks for having me back. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. And happy new year. <laughs> yeah. Happy 2021. Woohoo! We made it. <laughs> I had mentioned previously that I wanted to really set myself up for success this year so that my space is clean. I'm ready to go. This is where I do my podcasting, my editing, create my content and all that. So I'm ready to go. And you are going to talk to us today about how people can set themselves up for being very successful on a plant-based diet through your batch cooking club. So I'm excited about that. Before we uh, move on, for people that may not have listened to your story, you were on episode 57 of our podcast. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, what got you to go vegan, and then how the Batch Cooking Club came about? I would love to. So um, I've, I'm about to celebrate my 11th vegan veganversary, whatever that, however you say that. Um, in February, it'll be 11 years. Um, I'm a plant-based meal planning expert and my family is not vegan. I have three kids, uh, 17, 14 and 11, and they were six, three and one when I went vegan and my husband is not vegan. And so I was really inspired to go vegan. I was vegetarian for five years through my first two pregnancies. And then I had a little, a little fall off where I started eating meat again. And then, um, I became very inspired while. I was nursing my son who was one, he was just starting to wean. I got very inspired to to seek the plant-based lifestyle again after reading The Kind Diet by Alicia Silverstone. And I happened, I was vegan for five years because I could not give up cheese. I was so in love with cheese. And I said, I will never be vegan. I'm not giving up my cheese. Um, I read this book and I happened to be kind of going through a transformation at that point. I was, I mentioned I had my, my third son, my third child, my son was um, starting to wean and I was feeling just really heavy and uncomfortable in my body. And I don't mean, um, yeah, I had some act like 10 extra pounds, right. The baby weight to lose. But I, I just mean like internally, I was really struggling with like, something doesn't feel right. I need to do something. So I came upon this book. My sister had recommended it. And I became connected again with the animals, which is why I went vegetarian in the first place. And 
I, she, Alicia goes into a lot of information about um, dairy farming in this book, which I did not know anything about. And there I was nursing my son and made this instant connection with mama cow. And I went vegan on the spot for mama cow that I was done. It was like no cheese. And I remember I was on vacation with my family and my husband ordered cheese, you know, pizza for dinner with cheese and I wouldn't eat it. I mean, it was that immediate. And everyone thought like, oh, it's a phase. Stephanie's going to shoot. This is just a phase. Well, here I am 11 years later and I don't miss the cheese. In fact, I love vegan cheese. There's, there's like no reason to like be worried about giving up dairy cheese. And I've never looked back since. So that's, that's my vegan story. Um, from there, how I got into what I'm doing is I've always been a really avid home cook. Um, I love preparing food is my love language for my family. And it's been my way of, of showing love ever since how I was raised, my mom, my grandma. And so I was really struggling when I went vegan with how do I still prepare healthy homemade meals while I'm trying to nourish myself, but also these little ones and my husband, because they were not vegan. They, we, and I could go on, that could be a whole other podcast, Maya, we could talk about, you know, how to go, how to bring your family vegan. Um, Cause I can, t I have so much to share on that. But um, initially I was like a tyrant and I learned very quickly that that was not the way. And um, now uh, my oldest daughter went vegetarian actually on her own. Uh, she just celebrated her fifth vegetarian anniversary in November. So being, you know, if my kids had not been born, I definitely would have raised them vegan. But so anyways, I'm, I'm raising them with an appreciation of all foods, but at home we eat vegan because I do the cooking. But at the beginning I was making three, four meals, you know, it was crazy. And for every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I can, I have visions of myself pumping, like walking around with like, remember those pumps, like you could walk around with while I was making three breakfasts, getting ready for work. I mean, it was crazy. And I was like, stop the madness. I cannot do this anymore. And, and I created this, this meal prep system, this meal planning system, figured out how to feed everybody with one meal instead of killing myself. And I started to get, um, you know, observations from friends when they would come over and they'd see my like kind of command station of the meal plan and stuff. And they would be like, how do you do this? Like, what is this? And I kind of was like shocked. It was like, oh, doesn't everybody do this? You know, it's like, you know, all parents must do this because how do they survive? They're telling me they're going to the store multiple times a week, three, four times a week. I'm like, how do you have time to do this? I, with three kids, I don't have time to do that. And so I realized I had a skill here. So I, I had always enjoyed preparing meals. In fact, while I was working my corporate job on the side, I was bringing lunch to people. I was taking orders for like meal prep lunches for the week. Um, and so I started um, getting the idea like, hey, what if I did some batch cooking classes, some meal prep classes? So about two years ago, two, two-ish and a half years ago, I can't keep track now. Um, I started doing batch cooking classes in my house and using the system that I do with Batch Cooking Club. So for me, meal prep is not about get, spending five hours in the kitchen and prepping everything for the week. For me, my system is to create a meal plan routine that works for you, a prep and a plan that works for you, not create more work, and to take the help where you need it most. So you're only in the kitchen at most two hours on the weekend, cooking anywhere from four to six recipe components or meals that are going to help you later during the week. So that could be a soup 
for, you know, Monday night when you have that carpool and you're just going to have to reheat the soup on the stove. It could mean a filling for tacos on Tuesday because you're only going to have 10 minutes to put out the, the taco toppings and make the shells. So you need the filling ready. And it could mean a salad dressing and some grains so you can throw together quick lunch grain bowls for during the week. So you look at your schedule and you align what you need. So anyway, I started these classes I could only do them once a month because I was, you know, juggling a full-time job and three kids and a husband. And they just, people were like, just calling me, texting me the day after saying that this was life-changing, that they were eating healthier and they loved how easy it was. And could I do them every week? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I loved how everybody felt the emotion, the transformation. And so I just, I thought, okay, I got to figure out a way to make this accessible to more people. So long story short, fast forward to about a year and a half ago, I got laid off unexpectedly from my dream job um, and decided, all right, it's now or never. I spent the next five months turning this product into a digital product that I could share virtually everywhere. And I launched it last January. So we're celebrating at the end of the month. Um, actually, next week, it'll be a year um, that we've debuted Batch Cooking Club. And so here we are. <laughs> here we are. Yay. Well, you know, it's January, like you said, and this is the perfect time to get started. This is when people are motivated to either you know, take on an exercise routine or start eating better or just incorporating more plants into their into their diet. So this is this is a great time to talk about this. I've mentioned I work from home. So uh, I've wondered if you have seen that with people now working from home more than ever before, or maybe people people who just happen to have more time. Do you think that batch cooking is easier now than ever before? I do. I think um, mindset is a lot of it. And I actually think the busier you are, the easier it is to stick to a meal planning and prep routine, which I know sounds so counterintuitive, but when you're busy, you block your schedule, you plan ahead and you have to be organized. Right. Um, and when you are busy, you can feel the, um, positive transformation and effects of getting that help with the batch cooking. So I absolutely think there's no better time because first of all, we're home. So there's really no excuse of like, I mean, there is still the time excuse, but there's, there's less distraction, you know? Um, also, you know, we're trying not, we don't want to eat out as much, um, go to the store as much. So I, I really think you were set up from a mindset standpoint. Um, we're also in our homes more often. And so it's like all the time so that it's more, um, it's easier to get your space, how you to find out how you best work in your space. So like one of the first things I would say to be successful in meal prep is get your kitchen and your pantry in order, like go, this is a great time of year to go clean out that pantry. Like organize it the way you cook. You know, I have my shelves organized by where, you know, my nuts are in one area, my sauces are in another, my oils, my baking stuff, you know, everything's organized. So it's easy for me to find what I need. Right. And do the same with your kitchen, like clean out those junk drawers, like only keep the tools that you need. I'm not a big fan of a ton of gadgets, right? You just need a couple, a good knife, some cutting boards, you know, so get your, your, your um, kitchen and your pantry, your fridge, clean out that fridge. Like now is the time to do that while you're home and you have, might have some idle time, you know, put the music on, make it fun, get the family involved and, and it gets done really quick. It's actually quicker than you think it'll take to get that done. 
That is true. I think that's one of the, the things that I realized over time is something that I didn't learn um, initially when I became vegan. So in April of this year, I turned five years vegan. Yay, I'm probably gonna be promoting it all year. You know, I, as I was brainstorming, Stephanie, like how would I share my story or what are some lessons that I learned that I would wanna share with people? I gathered a bunch of recipes and then I froze and I didn't know where to start or how to move forward. And then the other thing that I noticed too is like with my husband he, at work still, even though there's a pandemic, people at his work will order out every day and it just depends on what they're craving. So they go by, what do I feel like eating today that's fast? food. Uh, so I try to be a little bit more organized in the sense that when you come home and he opens the fridge, because that's habit everybody has, it's like, well, these are the options you have according to the foods that we have in the fridge right now. So be creative. It's not once you cook enough, then you kind of figure out, hey, I can put this together without a recipe. When you said to light up a candle, put on some music, can you tell us more about that? Because I'll tell you what, I do love cooking. I love spending time in the kitchen. And when I'm in the kitchen, I imagine either being Martha Stewart or uh, Rachel Ray back in the day when she used to do a lot of fun things. And so for me, it's fun. It's like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. So that's what the batch cooking looks like for you. Not like when person um, and an individual say on a Sunday decides, I'm gonna make spaghetti for five days of the week and then portion that out, which I myself have never done because I can't imagine eating the same thing every day. So for you, you just kind of touched on it, but you go in the kitchen and you're preparing what for what meal? Yeah, like so two things you, I think, touched on that are really important. First was that um, setting the stage piece of lighting a candle or, or, you know, playing music. And so, yeah, I think you and I both love to cook. So it, that we, it's our happy place. I relax at the end of the day when I'm cooking. I mean, unless it's like, you know, I've got five minutes and my kids are like, I'm hungry, mom. Typically I've planned so that I, it's decompression time. I know there are a lot of people listening who hate to cook, hate to meal prep. They are into the system. They believe in it. They know they need to do it, but they just don't enjoy it. So this is my advice. Number one is make, take something that you enjoy and blend it so that you can enjoy this time. Is there a favorite music you like to, to put on that gets you in the mood? Is there a favorite beverage or snack you can prepare for yourself while you're cooking? Can you listen to a podcast? Is there a podcast? Are you a big podcast listener? And can, would that be helpful? Um, are you a sports person and have a sports game going on in the background? There's lots of ways that you can bring more joy to this. If you have other people in your house that can support you, can you do that or zoom with someone you guys um, are talking while or phone, make a phone call while you're cooking. There are so many ways to bring the fun to something that you don't like. I mean, think about paying the bills. I always have a really fun pen and a glass of wine. And you know what? It does make the bills making paying bills a lot easier. So that's my first suggestion is when I go into my kitchen, I definitely put on fun music. I usually have some kind of fun beverage. It's usually my smoothie because I do it in the morning. So I'd have my favorite smoothie and um, I have my space clean and I light a candle and I, and it, that's, it's just, that's how I do it. Right. So create your ritual, make it ritualistic. As far as what it looks like, I try to keep it to no more than six recipes 
and I'm always active in the kitchen, right? In and out in two hours. I'm having fun, but I'm getting it done. So I start with things that need to roast or bake first or marinate. So that while that's happening, I can then move to my stovetop and make fillings or whatever, whatever I need to do, a soup, whatever I'm doing on the stovetop. And then while that stuff is simmering, I can do anything on my counter, blending uh, hummus, making salad dressings, whatever that is. So I, I am very organized about it. And in Batch Cooking Club, we do that for you. So we give you the four dinners for the week. We give you four dinners. We give you the four to six recipes to prep on the weekend to speed up those dinners. And we give you the prep plan that tells you, all right, number one, do this. Number two, do this. Number three. So you don't have to think about it. That's my goal is to take the thinking out of it. So if you're not, if you don't want, number one, none of us want to think about it, right? I like to put my time in, I meal plan on Thursdays, I get my batch cooking plan, I, I plug in the recipes, I add whatever else, and then I don't have to think about it. I literally the next week go, oh, this is what's for dinner tonight, right? And so that is our goal with Batch Cooking Club is to take the thinking out of it, but then also to make it fun and easy so that you're enjoying your time and before you know it, you've got all these things prepped and you don't have to worry about it. It's all done for you for the week. And as you're sharing that story and talking about that, I'm thinking of how I can relate that to say the sailing life as you know, we're sailors, my husband is the captain, and I'm, he says his first mate or whatever, but I'm just saying, so I've always said, honey, you learn everything, you do everything, and then I'll take over eventually, you know, but the captain, I'm thinking the captain in the kitchen is the one that's got it kind of all figured out over time and then teaches the crew how to do it. When I first met him early in our marriage, I wasn't eating meat anymore, but I asked his mom to teach me his favorite Indian Pakistani dishes. So that in included meat. And so I would cook the food, but not eat it. But there was so much stress involved. And sometimes he'd come home and I'm like all over the place, stressed out, I'm not done, honey, I'm behind on this, very, very stressed. And then he, one day he said to me, you know what, if the food doesn't come out okay, it's okay. We can throw it away or we can try to fix it and start over or whatever. And when he said that, I kind of relaxed into it. And then I became vegan. <laughs> so then I had to start all over again. And so that, and I'm saying this because I feel like, you know, many people might be in that, in that um, space where they finally have mastered some of their favorite dishes and have really learned how to please the family through their foods. And now they have to start all over again. My idea was, um, because he also has two girls, was I need to make the food delicious so that they can buy into this whole way of living. And so there was so much stress again that I added on my plate. When I didn't need to do that, I just needed to really enjoy. And I've learned with time that if I enjoy and relax into what I'm doing, and if I'm okay with making mistakes, then my husband will still be okay. He has no problem telling me when food needs something. You know, he gives me positive feedback. But yeah, I say all of that to say that we're all in the process of eating healthier foods. And so I like your idea of, you know, having a glass of wine, playing some music, lighting the candle. It's like a, your little sanctuary. It's where you're feeding wellness into your family. Absolutely. I love that so much. It's such a beautiful story. What you said is so on point. When you just, you said you just had to realize that if I was enjoying it, it would all be okay. And I so believe in that, the energy you bring to anything, especially your food, that's going to get disseminated. And 
when it comes down to it, the whole, my whole mission behind Batch Cooking Club is to bring families together more often at the dinner table with homemade healthy food. And so if you're so stressed out in the process, by the time you get to dinner, you're like a wreck. You're not present. You're not calm. You, you know, how are you going to connect with your family? So I love what you just said, Maya. I think that's beautiful. I'm more gentle in my cooking now. And because I'm relaxed, my husband now comes into the kitchen and helps me more. So, which is exactly your goal to get the families to be more involved with one another. So it's really funny. My kids know when mom is stressed and I'm even, you know, I'm an, a plant-based, plant-based meal planning expert, but I still, I'm human. I get stressed and I'm, you know, get like that crazy in the kitchen. And I notice the times when I've got my music on and I'm rocking out and I'm dancing and I'm chopping there. They are drawn. They come in. They're like, mom, what are you doing? Those times when I'm like, okay, can somebody set the table? They're like, oh my God. Okay, mom. You know, so it's so true. If we can just get to the place where we remember the purpose of it. And then again, you know, if we have a plan, we have a system in place, it really, it takes that, that anxiety off of us. That's my goal. Yes. So you have a couple of things coming up in February. You want to tell us about that? Sure. So I'm super excited. So we have, obviously, you can um, check out Batch Cooking Club. Maya is going to share the links for that. And we have different membership levels for that. Um, It's an annual membership. Um, And like I said, it includes the four dinners every week. A menu with the four dinners. You get the four to six recipes to prep on the weekend and the prep plan, a grocery list. There's a lot of other stuff. You can learn all about that at batchcookingclub.com. But I'm super excited because I have a six-week program. I'm starting February 3rd, and it is specifically designed to help busy parents who are either going plant-based themselves or trying to get the whole family to go plant-based or just want to incorporate more plant-based meals into their um, menus. I have lots of members who are not plant-based, but just want to add more meatless meals to their, to their menus, or maybe they're, they have a daughter who's plant-based and they're not, and they want to learn how to cook. So there's the range. So this program is designed specifically for people who need support and how to, you know, adapt plant-based meals into their diet and also how to get create and stick to a meal planning and prep routine that works for them specifically instead of creating more work it's i'm going to lead you step by step every week and through over six weeks we're going to every week um, do some live meal planning uh sessions together we're going to um talk about strategies for feeding the whole family like i said i could talk forever about that since i have a non-vegan family and um and it includes the batch cooking club membership so of course we will be using those recipes as part of the meal plan and it's a lot of fun i'm super excited about it and that launches February 3rd. So if anyone is interested in that, they can reach out to me directly, DM me at Batch Cooking Club on Instagram, and I can, it's probably the easiest, or send me an email at hello at batchcookingclub.com, and I would be happy to share more on that. But one of my favorite things, as I mentioned, to do in those that the, the initial launch of Batch Cooking Club, when I was just doing, didn't even know it was going to be Batch Cooking Club, doing those classes in my home and connecting with people on that personal level to hear what their personal challenge was and to help them 
brainstorm and come up with a solution because I've really seen a lot. You know, I've, I've done a lot. I've seen a lot when it comes to this area of feeding your family, of going plant-based and being successful with it. And so I, and I've worked with a variety of clients who, I mean, everything from like going plant-based themselves to their kids, to all, all sorts of different scenarios that I just love that opportunity to teach and coach. And so this six week program is kind of a labor of love for me and very personal. And during this time when we're so disconnected and isolated, I love the opportunity to obviously we'll be virtual and, and zoom, but it will be um, for me, it's a great opportunity to connect in the community and give back, give back. I think it's wonderful, especially you mentioned like planning together or meal planning together, planning. which is awesome. I still enjoy going on Zoom and seeing other faces and saying hello because I connect that way still. Um, yes, we can't see each other in person, but we can still encourage one another. And have you ever done the lives before? I did. I wrapped one over the holidays. I did it November through December to take people through the holidays because that's such a stressful time. And we'll do that. I'll do that again for sure. It was so successful that I'm like, I got to keep doing this. But the holiday one was really helpful for people because as you know, Maya, like trying to figure out how to go to people, you know, to entertain other people. But then also if you're a guest, how do you net? Like it's such a, people have so much emotion around their holiday foods that that was the most stressful time for me as a vegan. Now it's not a problem, but I know it's something that a lot of people struggle with. So we, that, that it, I did this first at the end of last year. I think the kind of support that you're offering is what people need. They, uh, because like you say, we deal with the social aspect of it, of, of people kind of not, you know, sort of resisting the way that we eat or not being very supportive. And then we feel alone as a result. So now you have a group, they'll be part of a group where they actually can feel connected and supported and, and ask each other questions as well and encourage one another. There's just support groups are so effective. So Yes, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about it. This is great. And I heard you say that you're in the process of writing a third book because you have authored two books already. Yes, not a nugget and not a purse. My, my babies, my other babies. <laughs> So they're nonfiction picture books, and they're all about um, really um, sharing the message of animals are our friends, not food, the first one. The second one is animals are our friends, not clothing, house goods, that kind of a thing. And then um, I'll let you guess, the the third one is animals are not our, um, I'm going to call, you guess what it's about. It's called Not a Lipstick. And that's what the third book will, will be about. And it is such, I mean, it, these are like labors of love because every spread in the book is a fact about an animal. And I try to, I really research these facts and I, um, I want to pick things that the kids can relate to because what I do is I take, um, for example, the pig is my favorite. My little spirit animal is not a pig and I'll show, or not a pig, not a hot dog and not a nugget, right? I'll say not a hot dog and I'll show a cute little pig and I'll give a fun fact about a pig. And did you know that pigs can play video games with a joystick just like you can? And kids read that and they're like, no way. And they identify with the, the pig, right? They, it's personification a bit. And so I, every spread is like that. And I have a great illustrator, Jack Veda, who does all the illustrations. And so, yeah, I mean, I have started and I have to say my, it's on my list for 2021 because I am behind on it. Cause it's, I do spend a lot of 
time researching, but it's, it's in the works and I'm, I've got, I'm excited to get it, you know, that one out and complete my trilogy of not a nugget series, whatever we want to call it. I love it. It's sort of like the process that most of us ethical vegans go through in the sense that we discover first the animal products in the food, right? Like we become aware. It's not like we don't know, but then we become aware of how our food is made. And then we discover that about the clothing and leather and suede and other things like that. And then I think the last one is most of us, when we finally dig further into the cosmetics, the products that we use there, we learn that, you know, sometimes animals are used in the process of it or byproducts of animals. So it's almost like that your trilogy is perfect for adults (laughs) as well. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness, I didn't know this. So I, I want to make sure that we don't forget anything. I'm guessing you're in the show notes. You'll include the link to the membership. You can connect with us on social media at Batch Cooking Club, both on Facebook and Instagram. And you can connect with me at Veg Mama. That's my my personal account, V-E-G-M-A-M-A on Instagram and Facebook. And I share stuff about my own journey and my family and things like that. So, um, oh, we do have a free planner. If you're looking to kind of get started with batch cooking and, and learn more about this process that I was talking about, we do have our the free planner at batchcookingclub.com backslash planner. And so feel free to download that. It'll give you a taste of kind of how we approach batch cooking. And, um, and then you'll be in our community. And so you'll, you know, you'll receive emails and, and recipes and fun things like that. <laughs> yeah, you have a lot of resources on your website as well. You teach people how to grocery shop. I mean, really everything that people need to be successful this year. Again, you know, we know that there are a lot of benefits to eating more plants, uh, to incorporating more plants in your diet. So just getting started that way, you don't have to do it all overnight. A lot of times we feel that pressure that it's either all or nothing. And then that's where we get stuck. Or you do things like me, like collect a bunch of recipes and then you're stuck. (laughs) Instead of just really finding the foods that you like. So how does that work, by the way? So if I have some of my favorite foods and I join the Batch Cooking Club, do I cook my own foods or do I cook foods that you recommend? It's a great question. And it's why there are only four dinners in the plan. Because I feel like people need to have flexibility to add their own favorites. Like taco Tuesday is a, like a must in my house. Like we have tacos every Tuesday. There would be anarchy if I did away with that. So I use my batch cooking club meals on other days. I also do a night for leftovers and I also, so do a night for um, dine out. I give myself one night off on Saturday. It used to be dine out. Now it's taken, bring in, whatever it's called. So for me, that gives you have like flexibility. You also, you don't always have to use all of the meals if you didn't want to. You know, you can batch things and freeze them. A lot of the meals are, are freezer friendly or you could use them for lunches. Like the, like soups, for example, you could make the batch of the soup, freeze half and then eat the other half for lunches throughout the week. So There is a lot of flexibility and I do weekly Q&A calls live in our um, member group. We have a a specific um, private group where I answer those types of questions and help you if you have that type of a situation. Okay, let's do this and we can brainstorm and and do that um, one-on-one. So yeah, I try to make it very flexible and to that point, we have an ingredient substitution guide. So every week you have a guide of every recipe or ingredient in every recipe so that if you don't have something on hand or you don't like that, or your daughter doesn't like that, there's alternatives. So you're not stuck, you know, like, oh, well, we won't eat that. There's 
always a way. That's my motto. Like, I don't like the word, no, we can't do that or that phrase. It's always like, okay, how can we make this work? So we try to give you tools and options to make it work. You mentioned earlier also that you believe in keeping an organized kitchen. This month in January, I just started kind of going through everything because I do uh, take the KonMari approach, the KonMari method of decluttering and what doesn't bring me joy. Everything in the kitchen brings me joy, okay? (laughs) But I have to look at my spices. Do I need to refresh some of my spices and stuff like that? But I did rearrange and fix things like in my office that really works for me i know where everything is and also um cleaning as i go is a big thing of mine maybe instead of washing dishes i could be cook batch cooking like how you recommend because (laughs) while i'm making this dish i start washing the dishes that i use for this or that i need to have a clean area even before i start cooking i have to have a clean space and then that allows me to enjoy the process so that by the time i sit down to eat i'm not worried about the dishes that i now have to go wash you know right but i can i love multitasking in the kitchen and then the more you do it the more confident you become, the more easier because it just, it's like anything else, right, Stephanie? Like, absolutely. I have one more question for you. So you're going on 11 years of being vegan. Uh, If you could go back, what would you tell yourself about your journey and what you're going to go through? Well, a little bit similar to with with you, um, where you were making all these recipes. So I went overnight, right? And then I was like buying all the vegan foods, even if I didn't know what it was. And I think I would, I I know what I would tell myself, I would say, you don't have to do it overnight, you don't have to do it perfectly, your family doesn't have to do it perfectly with you, and just find your way every step, every change that you make in a for in the direction of a plant-based life, every step your family takes with you in a plant-based life is progress. And I would definitely be gentler on myself. I pushed myself really hard at the beginning because I was so passionate about what the animals. That's why I went vegan. And I I made it hard for myself because it was like I had to do it perfectly and it caused a lot of tension with my family. And so I would say start with one food, then start with one, build to a meal, then build in another meal and and t- do it calmly do it um joyfully do it joyfully and don't stress so much about doing it perfectly which is a theme in my life completely (laughs) (laughs) that's a beautiful message that is really a message of compassion i had to learn compassion for myself and compassion so i i started veganism because i wanted to be more compassionate to animals but i really lost compassion for myself and my family and others. And I had to step back. Once I realized that piece, it was like, wait a minute, being vegan is being compassionate for all, not just for animals. That's right. So once I got that piece together, my family got a lot nicer, a lot, you know, things became a lot easier. Um, I still work on compassion to myself. I think we all do, but um, it, that's a beautiful message. My yeah. Compassion. Yes, it, it's uh, part of the one of the lessons that I learned too is that I try to convert everyone initially. Like I saw the light, therefore you should see it too. <laughs> right, and it's like, but food brings us joy, so therefore I can't just go and take away that joy that people are experiencing. And I love, and I've said this before, but I love that you're in a blended family because you represent kind of the family dynamics that we're in as well. 
I have a lot of family members that are not vegan. And so having compassion for them, being patient with people, and then just basically what you're doing is what helps people to make that change is just having a good system that will lead you towards being successful in your diet. It was so much fun catching up with you and seeing your beautiful face and being encouraged once again by you. And uh, and so I'll put all your links on our show notes for people to see and um, and for them to join the Batch Cooking Club. My pleasure. Thank you for letting me share about it. <laughs> Been listening to the Plant-Based DFW podcast show. If you like our content, please like, share, and leave a review. Our goal is to provide quality episodes to help support the community.